Hello and welcome to Money Live News and Views. I'm Devashish Basu. Last week, the market index Nifty hit an all-time high. It just crossed 19,200 and then fell back while the Sensex crossed 64,700. There is strong bullishness all around, with some suggesting that the mark that the mark that the indices would continue to head higher and Nifty would possibly cross 20,000. Suitable narratives are always available to support such market forecasts when stocks break out very strongly or even when they break down. This time, experts point to favorable wins for stocks. There are various factors, which of course is available with with the benefit of hindsight as a supportive logic. And these are lower inflation, um, a, a pause in hike in interest rates across the world, normalization of the global economy and of course which grew massively in 2021 but suffered a lot after russia invaded ukraine in february 22 analysts and fund managers of course do not depend only on narratives to forecast the market trend and they depend on something else and that is called earnings and this earnings is supposed to provide the logical and the intellectual basis for a market forecast how is that According to conventional wisdom, earnings drive stock prices. But unfortunately, it's not so simple. Although earnings growth is expected to to drive stock prices higher, in reality, stock prices are determined by countless other real-life factors such as economic, social, political, and so on. Earnings growth is only one of the factors. And And because that factor is quite measurable, everybody tends to rely a lot on earnings growth. Unfortunately, that reliance is usually misplaced. Anyone with some knowledge of market behavior knows that earnings and prices can diverge quite a bit and for a long time. Earnings can be stagnant while stock prices head higher and the opposite can also happen, whereas earnings keep growing but the stock prices do not. Now, even if you know the extent to which the earnings will rise, It won't help you forecast index movement. And yet, analysts and fund managers have been at this for for decades together for a very long time trying to forecast the movement of index based on possible earnings growth. On the other hand, if you know that there will not be any significant rise in earnings and do not invest, stock prices can continue to head higher and you will miss out on serious market up move. Do I have any evidence of this? Of course, I have tons of evidence of this. For instance, December 20, in December 2022, Nifty was over 18,800. And the grip was strong bullishness. Earnings per share of Nifty at that time was 832. By March 2023, three months later, earnings had risen to 849. There was no problem in corporate earnings. But Nifty was down 2,000 points. If you think this is a short-term issue, three months short term, right? Consider the five-year period between January 2015 and January 2020, a phase of great expectations from the Modi government's first term, five years, remember. In January 2015, at the height of bullishness, Nifty EPS was 392. And by January 2020, EPS rose a meager 10% to 431. 10% 10% rise in five years. How did the Nifty response to this anemic growth over five years? It shot up 39%. 
like everything else in the market, there's only a loose correlation between the variable coin earnings and the variable called stock prices. There are periods when EPS and Nifty have risen in tandem, but over long periods, and they are the majority of the periods, the divergence is far more common occurrence. This is because why does this happen? It happens because the stock prices and therefore the index prices are often changed a lot or pushed around a lot by what is called sentiment. An extreme case of bad sentiment, for instance, was in 2008. Now, let's see what the earnings were at, at that time. Between January and November 2008, Nifty crashed by almost 50% from 6,239 to 2,672, which is more than 50, 53%, even as Nifty rose from 222 to 228. So markets tend to diverge from earnings growth in both short as well as in the long term. So is that why market experts fall back on economic narrative to support higher or lower prices? But such narratives are even less connected to stock prices. For instance, one very common narrative is, or one common correlation that people talk about is GDP growth. That is actually the centerpiece of uh, the logic why the market should go up. But GDP growth is not strongly correlated to index, future index prices at all. One of the best examples of this is China. Throughout the period, China recorded scorching GDP growth. Its stock prices or its stock indices did not go up commensurately. At the same time, compare India and, and the US. India's GDP growth has been very strong, but in dollar adjusted terms, in the, the US market has delivered far better numbers to an investor than their investment in India. In fact, granular data underlying India's economic growth does not look good at all. There is, uh, look at, for instance, private consumption. There's a small number of people at the apex, the rich people, they're consuming a lot and that's driving a lot of things. Whereas, wh whereas there's a slowdown in the sales of mass consumption items, since a vast majority of lower income group have been affected by inflation and poor income growth. India's economic competitiveness has not improved at all for a variety of reasons, which I will not go into. This time I've mentioned many times in the past, which is red tape and inflation and high uh, cost of doing business and huge overheads and energy costs and so on and so forth, all the frictional cost of doing business in India. But the fact is that India's economic competitiveness has, improved, has not improved at all, which is very obvious if you see the poor, merchandise exports growth. A few pockets of manufacturing excellence, Apple making iPhones out of India and exporting, which, which grab the headlines, do not change the basic picture. India is not com competitive in a global scale. Finally, private investment, which drives a lot of uh, downstream activities, as has not yet picked up at all. On the positive side, what is driving the economy, what is driving a lot of economic growth is stupendous state-led push, the central government's push into infrastructure building, railways, and defense expenditures. And these will definitely yield a lot of results. A handful of companies that are getting big orders in engineering and construction, and many of the other companies that are getting, that are supplying humdrum stuff like pipes and wires and pumps and steel tubes and so on, to these projects, 
they are reporting very strong growth and the stocks will become multi-baggers possibly. But it is hard to see how much of this will benefit the economy as a whole or continue to benefit the economy as a whole. After all, even loss in Tubro, India's largest construction company is not growing. It reported only 3% compounded annual growth in profit in the last three years, only 4% CAGR in profit in the last five years, and only 9% in the last nine years. India's largest steel company, uh, sorry, cement company, Ultratech Cement, their profits have actually declined 4% in the last three years. Now, given these facts, while headlines about stock indices being at an all-time high may grab attention, it's senseless to predict whether Nifty is headed. That forecast would depend on the narrative of our choice. If you like this, what you've just heard, please do subscribe and share. Thanks for watching.